for people to come into uh, to other people's lives and become a mom and a dad to them is truly echoes the Father's heart in all this. We read in James 127, pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. You know, our story, all our stories of being in God's family is a personal rescue story. We know what it's like to be adopted. We really do. If we know how the Father loves us, we know the power of adoption. We know the rescue mission that God went on for us, sending Jesus into the world for us. But it's wonderful that we have the Mara family with us. Because they have a different experience that, uh, that I just really would love them to come up, get settled as best they can. And uh, we will start the interview process, but they have a wonderful story. <laughs> you love being all over the place. I appreciate this family so much because they're all wonderful. Their, their kids are wonderful. Their parents are awesome. Uh, we enjoy just the, the times that we get to spend together uh, out of church and all that kind of good stuff. But their story needs to be heard. Uh, their story is uh, a, a miracle. And uh, I'm, I'm privileged to know you guys. So uh, I don't have the answers for you, but you have the answers. But I have the questions. All right. So here's the first question. Um, one doesn't wake up one morning and say, you know what? I'm going to adopt someone today. I'm just, I'm just going to adopt someone today. That's what I'm going to do today. Someone, we don't do that. But in your case... What, how did you come to this place where you said, we're going to adopt these wonderful kids? How did you get there? Well, I mean, it certainly didn't happen overnight. Um, you know, in, in, in our case, we, we got married, and I think Amanda always, always wanted to be a mom from, I don't know, probably as far back as she could remember. So... You know, um, that was her dream was to to be a mom, and and so she had a plan. She had it all laid out. You know, she was going to get married. She found me, and uh, and she had it laid out. And so then, when it was time, you know, we we decided, okay, we're going to have children, and it didn't happen right away, and it didn't happen right away, and it didn't happen. Uh, maybe four four years, and you know. But our plan was we're going right, we're going to get pregnant, and and we're going to have three kids, and so so you know, kind of kind of didn't work out at first, and and then we had Kirsten, and Kirsten was two, and we said, okay, well, that's perfect. You know, our plan we're going we're going to have another one, and you know, just a, a quick a brief thing. Well, six years later, or five years later. We got pregnant when Kirsten was 18 months old, but we miscarried. So, and then we were never able to get pregnant again. Right. So uh, our plan didn't work out so well. Mm. So then I think, you know, on, on Amanda's side, she's, you know, one, started praying, God, what's wrong with me? What did I do to you? All, all of that stuff. And, you know, I'm... I am the typical man, and you're just going, we're fine. We're fine, you know. And 
during this time when, after I miscarried, I had a good friend who had a baby at the same time as Kirsten. And so we had babies together. And then when I got pregnant, she got pregnant. And then a third friend got pregnant. And then I lost my baby. And so here were my two best friends having babies, and mine was gone. And I was very upset. And, Lord, why are you doing this to me? Why? I don't understand. And it was a very difficult time in my life. I stepped away from the Lord for a while because... It was too hard. It was heartbreaking. I I couldn't handle it. It was very, very hard. So finally, maybe four years later, I just started praying, Lord, if we aren't to have any more children, what are we to do? You know, we, we have this love in our hearts. We want to have children, you know, lead us. And he started putting foster care on my heart. Um... But I said, and she did say, "What do you, what do you think, Dana?" And I'm like, "Really? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know." And you know, that was very, it was a very foreign right. thought to me. And my fear was, and I said, "Lord, I can't do that. I can't fall in love with children and then give them back. What if you take them from me? What if I don't get mm. to keep them? I, I don't think I could go through that again." Mm. Um, so I said, "No, no, Lord." So two years went by, and we were visiting new churches, and we were at a church where there was a family um, who had um, two black children, one black child and two white children, and they were white themselves. And so we knew that, you know, there was their, their story had to be a little different. So um, they got up in front of the church one morning. We walked in, and they were doing a dedication. And she told her story, her family's story. And the story was that they had adopted these children through foster care. And she actually worked for the foster care system. So I literally looked up and said, oh, Lord, you are just hitting me over the head with this this morning. I get it. I hear you. I will speak to her after the service. I will go and get some information. I'll talk to her and see how they did it. And um, so we did. And so it turned out that there was a class starting. This was Sunday. There was a class starting that Wednesday, um, an orientation class. And um, we said, okay, we'll go. So we went just going to get information. That Wednesday night class turned into a 10-week foster care parent class that we attended. Um, And so we said, okay, Lord, we're, we're ready. We're following you. We're being... We're going to be obedient. We're going to follow through with this and see where you lead us. And where that led us was just 12 weeks later, we got a phone call after the classes had ended um, that they had four children. And these four children had been at the, at the children's home for a month. And um, they couldn't find anybody to take all four. And I said, four? I can't take four. <laughs> we, we said we would take two. Like, we can't even fit all of them in our car. And, um, but I'll tell you, that whole week, the Lord just, so I said, I, at first I was like, you know, I just, we, we can't take four. And then the whole week, just, it was, they were on my heart. They, we had been given their names and their ages and, um, I just kept praying, Lord, okay, what, what, what are we to do here? And um, so by the end of the week, I said, you know what? 
we had a minivan at the time. We had two bucket seats and, and a rear seat. I was watching my niece at the time. Four bu- no. Well, right. In the middle, it had two bucket seats and then a rear bench. And by the end of the week, I said, you know what? Our rear bench can slide forward. What if we take the buckets out, slide that up, and get another bench to put in the back? So I started calling junkyards. And I found the exact seat, the same color leather, the same exact thing. And I called, and he said, sure, you can just slip it in, and it'll slide in. It'll, you can have two. I said, I can do it. We can do it. So we went for a drive as a family, Dana and I and Kirsten. And we were talking and discussing and, and praying about it. And Kirsten from the back seat, six years old, says, we should just stop talking about this and do it. <laughs> she, she, said, she said, just say yes already. <laughs> so the very next day, before I even had a chance to make a phone call, I got another phone call that said, these children are still there. It was Memorial Day weekend coming up. If they didn't find anybody before then, after Memorial Day, the girls were going to go to one home and the boys were going to go to another. And I said, we'll take them. We, we figured it out. We can fit them in our car. We'll take them. So it was a week before we went to pick them up. So um, we got to the children's home, and I'll never forget it. I walked in, and these four little children are sitting there. Brandon has his backpack on. He had just gotten off the school bus. And we walked in the door, and he goes, he comes up to us with this childlike enthusiasm that you've never seen, which is Brandon, if you you know him. He's just, and he says, are you my new foster family? And I said, yes. And Brianna was sitting on the floor, and she was crying because this was a new transition for her. And this is how Brianna shows her her um, feelings so I immediately went to her and I was you know rubbing her back and Kimberly was standing in the middle of the floor with a big bag of smart food popcorn and she was <laughs> and she was like hey if you have some more of this smart food popcorn it's all good <laughs> <laughs> and Christopher was in Christopher was only um, 18 months old and um, he was uh, he was in someone's arms and he didn't want to leave that someone's arms. They had been there for a month, so they had made some, some friends there and some attachments. And the feeling that overcame me when I walked in that room and saw those four children was I felt like I had known them forever. And I knew right then and there the Lord put upon my heart, these are your children. These will be your children. And he didn't say that without letting me know there would be trials along the way. I knew this wasn't going to be just a smooth transition. He just placed that on my heart. I just knew it immediately. Um, So we piled them in our car and off we went. Um, So, no, we didn't make the decision overnight. God really worked it on our hearts. and But once we became obedient, once we said, yes, Lord, we will follow you, it just, all the fear, all the doubt, all the worries about me and if I can handle it went away because I knew that he was going to walk us through this. So. And, you know, now in, in retrospect now, we can, we're able to talk, tell people, you know, that it's, it's not us. It was all God, you know, because our plan was to have a child right away. And if we had done that, we wouldn't have 
um, some of the best friends that we have now because they had their son three days after Kirsten. But we would have had Kirsten four years earlier, and Amanda met her in a mother's group at Vassar. Mm. And, then, and then if we would have had our second child when we wanted, we would, he would, we would have never been prepared to take the foster classes. You know? And so it, you just see it was his plan, and ours, our lives would have been totally different. If we had had that second child, we never would have pursued foster care. Mm. You know, we would have been content in what we had and not as obedient, I believe. So looking back on that, I can see the path and why God did what he did, why he led us down that path. When you're in it in the moment, it's so difficult to see what's happening. But looking back, Mm -hmm. it's so evident where God's hand was in everything. Right. He only lets you see that much of it. And you so you so badly want to see the whole thing. But you think you want to see the whole thing. You may not. Yeah. You know, so, um, but I think we always want to, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm wondering, here's this, this wonderful adventure that you, that you find yourself in, really. This, you really find yourself in the middle of this adventure. You know, God play, set up these uh, scenarios in order to say, you, there was almost no way you could say no to this adventure. What has God done in your heart? After getting into this adventure now, what, you, what, what has he taught you about his heart? That's a hard question. It is a hard question. A... I think, you know, I've been praying about this question for two days. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's hard to say um, what he's done in my heart. I, I, in my heart, I mean, I've always had such a strong love for children. And um, so he continued that. But patience is what I think he's teaching me because I'm not very patient at all. I want what I want and I want it now um, the easy way. Um, But I think he's always been working on my heart in that sense that, you know, you need to be patient and wait for my will and not, you know, make your plans but step in my steps, not in your own. And um, so... But this journey's not over. Mm-hmm. I haven't learned all there is to learn yet. Um, so every day is a new day, and I'm, you know, continuing to learn. And, and, you know, having seven children, it's, it's a learning process every day. You know, I, I think um, I say it's. It, he's trying to show me about. Um, not to be selfish. And I know people say, oh, Dana, you're not selfish. You'll go help anybody. And, and that's true. But I was, I was raised, you know, with my parents were very much into their, their time and that sort of thing. And, and that's, that's in your head, you know. Yeah, the, you, I'll go help anybody. But when I'm done, I want, I want my time. And so you come home from work and you have all these you know, all these children and people and personalities in your house and you can come home and be and just be barking because you're all done. This is my time. I put in my time during the day. And so um, now this is now it's, you know, the it's hard to remember back seven, eight years over that time. Um, we are very loving and I can remember uh, 
is sitting on the couch uh, maybe after like just the first year, the second year, and, and watching TV with everybody and having Brandon and Brianna and everybody come over and, and say to Amanda, all right, I got to unzip so that they can climb in right. because, you know, they're just very cuddly, loving, touching, you know, people. And and that's the part where it grows you. And, and so now that you're in it, it's almost good to have things like this because it makes you go back there because mm-hmm. we do get into some some cycles, you know, and so you, you forget maybe what lesson he was mm-hmm. teaching you and that's... You know, the part about being selfless, that's that's a big thing. That's, yeah. <laughs> it was all good. So, okay, you uh, took on some foster kids. Did you have it in your heart that you were going to adopt these kids right away? Or was it just, what was your thinking about that? I knew we were going to adopt them right away because God told me that. But um, when we went into the foster care process... You have a choice. You can either just go into it to foster, or you can foster to adopt, or you can just go into it to adopt. We really just wanted to adopt, but very rarely do children ever come into the foster care system completely freed um, and ready for adoption. Um, and so we were told that you have better chances if you you know, foster to adopt. That way you bring the children into your home, you get to know them, you make a connection with the birth parents if they're there, and, um, you know, there's, that's the easier process. So um, that's what we had chosen to do. Well, the easier process on paper. <laughs> Emotionally, it is not the easier process. Meaning that it's, if you just go into it to adopt, you will be waiting a very long time. Mm. Um, so, so, yes, I... I knew that we were going into this to adopt. That was why God had put this on my heart to begin with, that there were children that were meant to be, um, you know, ours and us, them, us, theirs. And um, so it was just the process of actually going and doing. And how, how many months was it we, when, the, when the kids came to us? I mean, it was not too much longer that they called us again and said, Hey, we have a seven-month-old, right? Wasn't he? How old? Nine months? No, it was almost a year later. We got the kids. It seemed it seemed like weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we got the kids in May and March of the following year. We got the call for a three-month-old, and um, we we had literally 15 minutes to decide. Wow. It was a it was a yes or no thing. I said, "Let me call my husband." She said, "I'm calling you back in 15 minutes." So. That was like at 10:30, and at 3:30 that afternoon, they were on the front porch wow. with the with the three-month-old, and I think that was a Thursday, and and then that Friday afternoon, Amanda says, "You know, I, I you think I can still go on my scrapbooking weekend?" No, mm. no, no, no. It was yeah. my grandmother's birthday. All right. Did it matter? You went away. <laughs> you went away for the weekend. <laughs> Not for selfish reasons. No, no. My grandmother's, we, we had, Kirsten and I had already planned to be up north for my grandmother's 100th birthday or something. Um, 95th birthday, actually, it was. So, anyway, yes, I left Dana home alone with five <laughs> children um, <laughs> for the weekend. And he actually took on a project and turned our coat closet into a pantry in the kitchen while he was at it. Of course he did. <laughs> I had this little three-month-old like this, and I'm using a screw gun. <laughs> that was pretty, pretty interesting. 
we got the call actually for a few um, more placements during that time. Um, and, you know, in the beginning, it's very hard to say no. Mm. When you've been through this process and you've already taken on these four amazing children and there are more out there that need a home and you get a call, it's almost like how do you say no to, to that? Um, but, you know, there were points in, during that time that um, – we needed to say no. So I think we had said no two other times. Um, but those children, we always said no, but <laughs> if you cannot find a placement for them, please call us back. So, but they did. They all found, they all found a spot. I'm wondering, you know, you guys went through this process and maybe you learned some things about how a church body can support someone who wants to go through this process. What, what things that you wish were there and, and what things you were glad were there when you were going through this process? Because I'm sure it was new to the people that were surrounding you, too, at that point. Well, it's interesting because during the time that we, um, when we first um, brought the children home, we were in in the middle of churches. We were visiting um, one church and we were attending another and Dana decided um, we were going to go every other Sunday to the different churches. Some wisdom there. (laughs) (laughs) So we didn't really have that much support because we weren't, you know, we weren't in a a church body yet um, permanently. But I think there was a reason for that Mm. because I think we needed to rely on him and not... You know, we needed to learn to trust in him. And because, uh, you know, the first the first year was 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 rough. I mean, it was it's we went from one to five overnight. <laughs> um, and so. But looking back on it, we were talking about it. You know, support just that somebody coming over and spending time with you and helping with the children and just being there as a support you know he went off to work and I was home alone you know with with them all and learning you know learning everybody's personalities and everybody's needs and it was really hard on me Um, so to have someone come into the home and help you know not everybody gets four at once understandably but um, you know just having that help somebody there to cook dinner and let me deal with the children or just somebody to, to be with the children while I get other things done. Um, and, and just the prayer. I mean, the prayer, I think, you know, that is a, is a huge thing. But, um, but physical help is also would amazing. have been an amazing help. Yeah. We, uh, our good friends, Vinny and Chinzia, they're the family who had their son is three days younger than Kirsten. And they've, they've gone on vacation with us for 14 years in a row. Uh, since Amanda and Chinzia met. And so when when we first started this process, you know, we went over to their house and sat down with them and said, this is what we're thinking of doing because, and then, and then of course, you know, that we're going to pursue this. And, of course, they were supportive. And then we get the phone call that they have, you know, a sibling group of four. And so we talked to them again because it does change your whole family dynamic and your dynamic with your friends. And now... We had Kirsten was six, so we had already gone on five vacations with them, and we rent a house, you know, in Delaware. And so now we're going from the family of three to the to the uh, the family of seven, and and so. But remember back to that puzzle piece where I lost that baby, 
and all my friends were having babies, and now I wasn't going to have a baby that same age. And I thought that was such a traumatic thing, and, and it was going to be such a loss in our friendships. And then you'd bring these four children into our lives, and they fit into mm-hmm. that puzzle so perfectly. Brianna is about the same age as that baby that I lost, and so she filled that that spot and and so she's the same age as jenna and carson and the baby you know the the children who were being born at the same time as i lost that baby and so it's amazing it just blows my mind every time i think back on how god used this and he just you know i thought we were missing so much and he brought these children into our lives um you know so they brought an amazing peace into our family and going back, we didn't have the church support because we weren't planted in a church yet, but we have amazing friends. We have an amazing support system. And they did come. Chinsia came. Stephanie came. You know, they didn't know Ronnie yet. <laughs> um, soon to be. But, and, um, and they still are. They still are an enormous help. Um, so that support system is just such a great blessing. Which then ties in to the church because you make, you know, when you're in a church family and you are making those relationships. As you know, you had our kids several nights this week. So, uh. so I wanted to, uh, obviously, you, like you said, the, the, the adventure's not over yet. The journey's not over yet. And, and that's good because it's supposed to be a lifelong type of thing. What's. Maybe at, up to this point, what is the greatest lesson that you think you've learned from, from this journey, this adventure? To trust in him, to rely on him and not me, because every time I rely on me, I fail. Yeah, it's, and, and I think that's, I go back to my upbringing, and that, that's how I was raised, was um, you can't rely on anybody else but yourself. So all through high school, I, I believed in Danaism. You know, it was all about me, and I could only rely on myself because that's what my parents had taught me. So, um, you know, that's just been a hard lesson, lesson to, to break or habit to break. And I think the obedience as well. The obedience is the other big one because, um, you know, I, I learned... You know, I just kept saying, no, I, I can't do that. I can't do that. But he knows I can. He knew I could. But, you know, I wasn't trusting. Mm. So as soon as I said yes and I was obedient, he brought all the rest. Mm. He, he, he knew how to handle that. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's learning to stand on that rock and not on the sand that's slipping away. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. okay, now here's the surprise. Does anybody out here have a question for them? They answer questions really well. I see that hand. How long was it before you could adopt? Um, a little over a year later um, is when we learned that um, they were going to be freed for adoption. And so, um, and, and again, that was a that was a road. I mean, that was a year-long um, path that was not the easiest path, but um, it led to 
the adoption. So it was a little over a year later that we learned we would be able to adopt them, and then it was a full year, almost two years later, before the adoption was finalized. Um, we got them in May of 06, and the adoption was finalized in December of 08. So, yeah, a little less than that, yeah. And that, you know, I just want to say, for me, you know, the this is a, a selfish blessing on me. Um, you know, I have, I've, biologically, I have three wonderful daughters, and and that's great. And then I have, you know, two wonderful other daughters, and but I would have, but our plan was, you know, our plan. A boy, a girl, and then hey, whatever, it's bonus, right? You go, you'll take whatever gender. And and so looking back, you know, I go, Man, would I would we have ever had a son? And now I have two wonderful sons and I Brandon and I talk all the time when we're out plowing together or mowing together how what an awesome feeling it is for me to have my son here sitting next to me and and doing that you know that it's a man thing Mm -hmm. i i think and and uh you know that was his plan Mm -hmm. i mean i you know i know my plan was in there but how he used this whole situation was was a blessing for me anyway now we got pregnant with grace um just about eight months before the adoption was finalized and that was a huge (laughs) you know nothing for six years six seven eight years um and then all of a sudden we had this blessing i think we looked up and went ha ha (laughs) (laughs) i literally went you know i have five already right (laughs) um but you know she's a blessing and then five years later Hello. <laughs> so, um, you know, he he certainly blesses um, through obedience. Well, I think these guys deserve a hand when you're back. We just feel like regular normal people. <laughs> you know? And that's wonderful. Your example is just that. You went through some uh, struggles and some trials, and then God spoke to your heart, and you simply just obeyed. You knew, you just knew you just had to obey, and then God would fill in all the things that you need. And yes, it's been difficult at times, and yes, it's been a struggle at times. But what has caused in the great fruit and the wonderful kids that you have, and and in your marriage, and the fact that. The Father is pleased in what you have done and the example that you're showing for, for all of us and other people that you have multiple contacts with. And so uh, I, I'm honored to know you guys. And I really mean that. That's not just saying something. I am honored to know you because uh, my story of adoption is different. Is uh, I wasn't physically adopted or, or legally adopted, but a, a Christian family adopted me into their home. And if they had not done that, I would not be here this morning. So it was a different kind of adoption, but yet they they really adopted me into their family. So I I can hear them what they say. I was an orphan, but now I know my father. And so that's that's such a wonderful gift that you've given to these children and for us to be able to see. So thank you again. Um, this one last scripture. 
beautiful scripture in Ephesians 1 5 it says his unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ and this gave him great pleasure so it, he has taken great pleasure into bringing you into his family so let's just pray father thank you for this day thank you for these for the Merritt family for the, the wonderful blessing they are for the gift they are to the body of Christ the gift they are to to bridge builders the gift, uh, gift they are to their friends and extended family we ask that for every blessing to be poured out on them uh, relationally financially health-wise, everything, that you would just pour out blessing upon them. And thank you for helping uh, them to be obedient to you and to their call. And thank you for this lesson that they're giving us, and this, this wonderful gift to see their life in operation and obedience to you. So we thank you for this. Bless all the ones here, all the hearts here today. Be with them throughout the week. And we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You're dismissed.